Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Guys, this is... A super special <laughs> episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. Yes. No intros here. We are here with Caroline Calloway. Yep. It's actually crazy. Danny DM'd her at like 10 p.m. last night and she responded like right away. Yep. So we are shell-shocked and so psyched to bring you this interview. We are absolutely buzzing over here. We couldn't even get an intro. That was my Love Island impression. It was terrible. <laughs> Sorry. I'm absolutely buzzing. I thought you were um, like... Brooklyn like I'm walking here well, no people liked my my French accent so I thought I'd give it a go, it uh, a go. I'm very talented but anyway you guys we couldn't even get an intro out when she was here we all just started chatting it was as if we had picked up in the middle of a conversation we hadn't seen each other in 10 years she's lovely she's wonderful here's our uh here's the episode enjoy Wait, wait, a bunch of bees. Wait, is this the podcast? Or are we just being friends? I'm not well, really sure. I think we think we should keep start. it. Um, but, um, sometimes I'm, we just go. I'm really yeah. glad that you guys didn't wear flowers yeah. on your hair because right before we like came into the office, I was like, "There's no way everyone will be judgy or like <laughs> or like mocking me just because you guys have written mocking things about me." <laughs> I walk in. Everyone in the office is just staring straight at me. No one's even pretending to work and type. Everyone's just like fully swiveled around, just like towards the door. I hope you. I was like, oh, great. I, I was right. I was you right. About that. Everyone was just like, oh my god, like just freaking out and just couldn't be cool because yeah, no one was cool in your office. No, about no, it. no. no, no, no. I have zero the, chill right now. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah truly. Also, they never are chill if it makes you feel better or worse. Yeah. Well, you know what? They should be on edge because I actually have a really big bone to pick with you guys. No! Uh -oh. <laughs> I really think seeing as my dad just committed suicide yes. and it's mental health awareness yes. day, month, week, Betches was one place that was really sloppy with calling me manic, which I just, oh. it's not only that it's frustrating for me personally to have my mental illness mislabeled, but I just feel a lot of compassion for all the people whose experiences with mania or hypomania mm -hmm. are tri trivialized when we um, mischaracterize what they go through every day or just sort of assign it to people who don't actually have to struggle with it right I but to be honest I also have a lot of compassion for you guys because I grew up saying things like oh I like things in rainbow order because I'm OCD or right. don't be so mm -hmm. paranoid and it's really like I'm really just trying to be better about not um not yeah trivializing the experiences of people who suffer from mental health yeah, definitely. I saw you um, post that. And yeah, I, I thought about tagging Betches in that. Mm. But there are just so many places. And also my manager was like, listen, you got to stop tagging <laughs> media places in your posts. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> they were like, okay, we love everything you're doing except this one thing which you can never do again. <laughs> right, that's fair. Right, right. But on a serious note, we do appreciate you gently calling us out. Yes. And because like you said, everyone is like, People tend to say, oh, I'm so neat. I have OCD. Oh, I'm unfocused. I have ADD. People tend to be 
And also I've done this myself. Mm -hmm. Like you just tend to throw words Mm -hmm. around, not Mm -hmm. think about it. But if you can just gently be like, hey, actually what you're saying is wrong and here's why, that's the really best way to get people to change their language. It becomes educational then. And that's a great step to being like, hey, what you're... Because I feel like people are taught so much words matter, but people don't realize it's usually like the bullying of being like, you're stupid, you're ugly, but then the very other different types of words and the casual way we say things yeah, can mean the so subtle much stuff. depending yeah. on and what someone is going And you obviously are like so big into using language and it's important. Yeah. So. But you know, I'm learning too. And mm-hmm. so like I really, I, I think it's so, it's so fun to virtue signal. Like that's why people do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it would be so easy just to be like, so I've come here to set the record straight because yeah. you guys are politically incorrect and I am the woke bay. But like I'm still <laughs> learning too. And yeah. like I have messed up and like, and you know, my friend, the reason I actually like am aware of this is because my friend has OCD. And I once said like when I was cleaning her room, I was like, ah, insert you know, calling cleanliness or particularity OCD. And she was like, well, you know, what you're describing is cleanliness or particularity. Mm -hmm. And like my OCD has like affected my whole life and like affects me every day in a really weird, real way. And it it makes me feel uh, a little isolated and a little sad and um, just like you don't understand how much it affects me. And I was like, oh my God, I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm no. so wrong. I'm so yeah. wrong. It's a, fa- it's a very fair thing, too. And I mean, I actually did lose my father in a similar way. And even just ways that people will say things where it's like, like, oh, my God, I want to kill myself. And you're like, oh, that. Uh, you're like, okay. funny joke. Yeah, yeah, like, not really. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm worried about saying this because, like, I might get canceled for the third time this year. But, uh, <laughs> third time but the Once, charm, twice, though. three times yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, this is such dark humor, but I feel like I'm actually protected from getting canceled for this because my dad killed himself. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, your laughter on that was <laughs> overwhelming. Oh, like, what did you guys say? I No, it's fine. But, um, but yeah, my... I was on a hike with some family friends and their dad uh, several years ago shot himself while we were at Disneyland. And the oh hike was Yikes. so hard. Like just the <laughs> hardest <laughs> hike ever. That's how I And yeah. it actually was in Maine. But at one point, like sh- we made eye contact and I was like too tired to speak. And I did this. Oh, I'm just yeah. like, I'm so tired. And I was like, you, but you know, it's so hard to, and, to like, and, yeah. and I remember. was like, well, sort of like the OCD thing. I was like, well, I'm, never ever doing that again because like we're family friends and I know but like what if I didn't know and like I literally it took me like two hours to just like catch my breath physically Mm. but also feel terrible afterwards yeah I felt so full of shame and I literally had to be like Annie I am listen I just gotta say something about it when I went like this I just I'm never gonna do it again. I literally learned from this moment how why I can't yeah. go around mm-hmm. doing that. But like, yeah, yeah it's so. It's is it hard, okay yeah. if I just explained the the action that you did? Just to- oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one knows what we're so, talking about. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, everyone's already dropped off from yeah, this podcast. Like, no yeah. one's listening at this point. Yeah. That's like, all like, DMs. Yeah, flooding. <laughs> um, Caroline made a mention to like gun to the head, like you know, as, yeah. as again, like you do that. Which, we we use that to kill yourself and these kind of things very loosely. Um, I mean, so half the jokes on, on Twitter are just well, like, LOL, going to kill myself. Well, that's actually half such an insane thing, too. Twitter, We're on the internet, and you're obviously no stranger to this. People will say such 
awful insults and cruel things kind of behind the shade of social media being like, oh, I want you to die. And you're like, would you say that to this person's face? But yeah, no, I saw some other account like posted you and then the comments were just like, why would you like, why? Everyone yeah. was so cruel. And then I took a look at the rest of the account and I was like, this thing is unnecessary. It doesn't need to exist. Something that I read the other day that I thought was so, it was so interesting how obvious this fact is and yet how it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's that what you post online is not separate from your real life or who you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who you are online is, it's still your real life. Like that's yeah. really yeah. who yeah. you are. Like even if it is parts of this or if it's, you know, that it's still a part of your real life. Yeah, exactly. Also, you still correct. thought yeah. it and said it to someone. Yeah. Yep. It's like, you know, you can't separate yourself from that. But it's other than that, I think you guys are doing a great job at Betches. I really, I really think <laughs> journalists should be able to have whatever opinion they want on me. Long game, all of the press is good. I just, it would mean a lot if you guys were... Uh, um, not so sloppy with your mental totally. health. I appreciate and I, that. Yeah, and I and I apologize. Speaking of my my mother suffers from um, extreme mania and hypomania and has gone. Uh, we've had to do a lot of in and out of different places, and I've had to fly home, and my sister's had to take care of stuff. So I I know it's a it's something that's very hard to understand. I think when you say the word manic, it's like yeah, people think it's like this one thing, but when you actually live it and see it, it's so very different than just somebody that's a little bit spastic or this. It's it's like a very very hard, very, very sad thing. I'm so sorry that you're yeah. dealing with it. I'm sorry that we no worries. said it out Apology loud accepted. like that. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> it also I will good. be shouting at all of the reporters on my way <laughs> out now yeah. that I've sort of like got my sea <laughs> legs at yeah. that yeah. I'm sort of deer in the headlights yeah. when, you know, no one even pretended to be working when oh, I no. came in. <laughs> but um, on the way out, I will like, you know, ping a champagne glass and be like, I'm so glad you all came here today for <laughs> this speech that yeah. I'm about to give you. Karen says we're done for the day. You can work yeah. from yeah. home. Yeah. 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 I do though. It seems like you're taking a lot of charge to prioritize your yes. mental health through all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the reason people think I'm manic besides our general um, laziness towards and, and stigmatizing in all sorts of ways and devaluing mental health yeah is that educating yeah yeah, and just miseducation or lack of Mm. um is that i'm just really upbeat like how i hid an adderall addiction addiction for four years right because people were like she seems a little off but like it could just be her personality (laughs) i'm like no one noticed no one noticed that i was on amphetamines all the time oh my gosh and um yeah, but it was really, I started taking them in the first place to self-medicate um, some underlying depression mm-hmm. and generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. And once I stopped, I really had to confront like how incredibly depressed and anxious a person I am. And I really, Elizabeth Gilbert actually made this really great post on her Instagram. I reposted the whole thing, which I rarely ever do. Um, but she Maybe Elizabeth Gilbert could sell an article to the cut about how she's my ghostwriter. <laughs> but, oh my um, God. <laughs> if Liz is looking to make a quick buck, I, I love her so much. But she was like, you know, my full-time job is taking care of my mental health yeah. so that I can. And she's like, and it is a full-time job so that I can create what I feel like I'm put on the earth to do. And I just, yeah, man, after, after quitting Adderall and being confronted with that underlying depression and generalized anxiety disorder, I was like, oh, if I want to survive, I have to take this very seriously. Otherwise, I'm just going to run my life into the ground. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And you have uh, brought up the cut article a few times, and I feel like I kind of am curious about what when it when you first got wind. I think I'm just trying to fit in. Fit. I feel like I'm literally at a place called Betches. I think I'm just <laughs> trying to be like oh. a little catty. I'm just oh, trying no. to make friends. <laughs> oh, I want you guys fine. to like me. Girl, I love you. Uh, but I was wondering, because <laughs> like, you kind of, uh, do you feel like when that happened, what was your first reaction? Like, do I have to run away? Do I have to claim the narrative yeah, or something like that? Yeah, especially since with this newfound thing that, like you said, you're very very aware of your mental state now, especially since you're, um, you know, you, you've stopped the Adderall and stuff like that. When this came out, yeah, exactly. Like, what was what was going on? How did you think you were going to deal with it? Gosh, there's so many conflicting emotions. Um, there's anger, um, a sense of betrayal, um, a huge sense of guilt because, you know, I... Of the like close relationships um, that were really exposed to like the full uh, like acid rain of my addiction, or the relationships yeah. that were closest to me, and like Natalie's didn't survive it, which means that she suffered all of the consequences of being best friends with an addict and reaped zero of the benefits right. of knowing the young woman that recovery made me into, and it, it's. I carry such a deep sense of regret of what a shitty friend I was to her, um, especially because with the other people I hurt, my ex-boyfriend Oscar, we no longer speak, but like I think everyone really goes into romantic relationships being like, either this will last forever or we won't speak anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, it's my like, philosophy personally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm Taylor not about Swift that. Taylor Swift taught us it, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm too sensitive other. to be friends. Yeah. I yeah. could never, yeah. I could yeah. never. Um, or at least I can't right now. Who knows who I'll grow into. But yeah. um, so it didn't bother me that Oscar and I don't speak. And my literary agent, who was sort of a mentor, that was a professional relationship. And I sold a book that I didn't want to write. So I also had a lot of, it made sense on a deep level why those close bonds couldn't survive all my shittiness. But it was really hard because I feel like I could have been such a good friend to Natalie after yeah. I quit Adderall. And so when I heard that she was writing about it, um, part of me sort of felt like I deserved it, to be really honest. And then the part of me that, um, you know, Natalie really positioned herself as sort of like the dowdy second fiddle in that essay. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's so smart. In fact, I'm really excited to publish the book proposal that we co-wrote together because it's a hundred. You mean like the old one? The old one. Oh my God. Yes. Here's what's so fascinating about it is that my character in that book proposal is the dowdy second fiddle to all the graceful, rich swans that glide around me. That's because Natalie explained to me when we were writing that thing. She was like, listen, what you're doing on Instagram is, or I was like, listen on Instagram, this is how it works. I need to pretend to be rich. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I, I don't know why, but I do know for a fact that if I want my content to perform well, mm-hmm. it needs to be aspirational in a way that is uh, true in the sense that I don't have to lie that I go to Cambridge. I don't have to lie that I'm going to these balls. It's all happening to me. 
But in 2015, being like, I grew up in a hoarded suburban home with a father who was severely mentally ill mm. and leaning towards suicide, people would not like that. That content would not, people would not follow it's, that person. Yeah. Nope. Publishers would not see it as a safe bet. And so I, I really understood that. And Natalie came from a really um, traditional creative writing background. And she was like, well, listen, in long form narrative, people hate the rich. Uh, people don't want it to be aspirational. Mm -hmm. They want it to be uh, relatable in the truest sense that you actually make the reader feel a little like better off than the narrator. Right. And so we use the exact same literary device in the book proposal that Natalie then used in her essay. So the last emotion I felt when she published with the cut beyond anger and betrayal and uh, deep guilt and regret was I felt honestly like respect and pride because like... The, the character of Natalie Beach in her essay exists as much as the character of Caroline Calloway that we created. Like, she's not lying about her pain or her insecurities or her quirks, just as I didn't lie about all the rich things that happened to me. But she lies by omission right. in an incredibly smart mm -hmm. way. I mean, like, the essay is brilliant. And I do not think she should have changed a single thing because the more complex a villain she made me, the more conflicted she would make the reader. And I was drawn to Natalie in the first place because she's so hungry. She's so ambitious. I'm so hungry. I'm so ambitious. I w the Natalie Beach in that essay, I would not talk to. I would not. I would not. I would let alone invite them to yeah. my home. Like I would not. I would not speak to that girl because I just don't have time for people who. I don't care. I prefer people who are in the arts and who are creative, and I don't really care um, how weird your vision is for your life or mm -hmm. how improbable your dreams for success are. In fact, the more delusional, the better, sort of, for me. One of my gifts as a friend, I'll be like, yeah, you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, like, I really do require of my friends that they are so, so, so smart and cunning and ruthless and have good hearts. Yeah. And it's very hard for us to imagine women having all of those things in the same way that we can think of a man as being an absolute motherfucking monster in the boardroom <laughs> mm -hmm. and then coming home and being a loving dad, a loving friend, a loving father, husband, brother. Yeah. And Natalie is, was a great friend and a great person and she's a killer. And I love that about her. And so the last thing I felt, I was like, I was like, way to go. Like, who am I to begrudge you for making the exact same choice that I did four years ago? Yeah. Like, you are selling mm -hmm. a version of yourself because you know it will sell and because you're in a place where you need that success. And, like, now I have a lot of... I've, I've been doing this seven years. I have a lot going for me. But when I sold that first version of myself, I was so desperate to make it, to just, like, get fame and get something moving mm -hmm. and get off the ground. And Natalie wants to be a TV writer. And, like, now she will be. I did yeah. want to ask, yeah. were you shocked, though, to see that she portrayed you as this villain in this story? Um, you know, it's so funny because I literally came in here as like sort of a warrior of mental health precision when it comes to writing. And I'm about to be really hypocritical for personal reasons right now. Uh, and I sort of <laughs> feel it. <laughs> I, I feel like I hurt Natalie so much, not just in the big climactic moments that she plucked out and quilted yeah. together to make a big narrative. Yep. I honestly hurt her more than she let on in that essay because and this isn't as sexy or as uh, it doesn't make for as sort of fast moving plot. But like 
the millions of small moments where I just didn't respond to texts and, and, you know, let her down by being late or just not remembering important things that were going on for her, not really being able to see outside the selfishness of my own addiction. Mm-hmm. I really, the guilt I felt, and especially the fact that I'd never been able to, um, at least with the other people, I either had peace of being like, well, I understand why that relationship ended because what I offered them was like no longer tenable, whether it was like, you know, selling a book that I wasn't going to write or no longer being someone's girlfriend. It was so tough for me because I was like, oh, fuck. Am I allowed to curse? Yes. Hell yeah. I was like, like, fuck, I would be such a good friend to you now in in ways that I never was during the years that I was addicted. Mm. And so when Natalie, the essay is 6,500 words. It's very long. Wow. <laughs> I yeah. love that you know that off the top of your well, head. Well, I yeah. actually counted because, or it's over 6,500 words because wow. I wanted to see just how long it was compared to the fact that never once does she use the word addiction. But when she sent me in her email being yeah. like, this will be published next week, she was like, I'm. I know how hard it must have been for you to overcome that addiction. I'm so glad you're in recovery. Yeah. It, Interesting. And so, so she, so she, did so she knew. I know she knew. And she yeah. made anything. it seem like she she kind of hinted at it, but didn't she mentioned say it. It's very different to talk about prescription, taking pr- prescription pills mm-hmm. and the disease that is addiction. Mm-hmm. And yeah. by making all of my behavior high out of my mind on amphetamines mm-hmm. seem like my sober personality, right. she mischaracterizes who I am as a person. But, and this is where I probably am gonna go in a direction you don't see coming, but I would make the same choice as a writer. It was the right mm. artistic writer, yeah. decision for that essay. And the essay is not a piece of journalism, it's a piece of art. And like, I really, I really, I can take care of myself and like, I'm very smart. And like, I can handle what she's thrown at me and like, I know that she needed to do it to succeed, and mm-hmm. I really want her to succeed. But you guys haven't spoken. Oh, no. We're in contact now. You are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did How you ever get lunch? You know, she actually, I can't tell you why, but she had to go to the okay. East Coast when I went to the West. Okay. Oh. But so do you think, though, because you bring up so many interesting topics, especially, I mean, um, you know, yeah, you were in the throes of, a, uh, of an addiction, and um, you have men- and you had dealing with mental illnesses, mm-hmm. and... Um, as your friends and also just age, I think sometimes changes a person. You uh-huh. think that you today, if you met Natalie today, just as both of you are right now, that you guys would have, because you keep saying like, I think I could have been such a good friend to her. I could be a good friend to her now. Like you guys think that you would still get along as well. At, like, you know what I mean? You know, I can't say for sure because this is totally hypothetical. Yeah. But I do think that we have a really, really deep love for each other. Right. And have you had uh, anybody else come out of the woodworks in the past now that you've been more open about uh, the struggle you had with addiction? Of like, And like, are you trying to make amends and like with other people? Have there been, obviously not to as strong a degree as Natalie, but something like that? You know, Natalie was really the one that I carried heaviest in my heart. Yeah. And something that I didn't expect from her um, airing all these details about me that were mm-hmm. really... I wouldn't even say airing all these details about me. I wasn't even that. um, I didn't anticipate that in addition to being mad about her cashing in on the reputation that I had after going viral as a scam and really 
um, using that to like propel her own writing career forward, I didn't anticipate that I'd feel so relieved because I feel like although I haven't been able to be a good friend to her, at least I've been able what I've built. And, you know, we haven't worked on another thing she mischaracterized in the essay is like we co-wrote the book proposal, right? Right. 50-50, mm-hmm. 2015. Yeah. Breakfast burritos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And But we haven't written a caption together since 2013. And that's six years ago. And it was before I wrote and it was before I'd started at Cambridge and all the stuff that like built my brand and like Mm -hmm. built my fame. I built alone. So I do feel a sense of relief that at least the thing that I was able to build that was all me was of service to her, even though like I myself couldn't be of service to her in her life as a friend. you kind of um, briefly talked about it because it's one of the things that we like to cover on the podcast mm-hmm. um, people calling you a scam so yeah so we, we had a strong well, no stance we, on that because yeah. we actually cover cover people who Stamps. actually defraud people yes, and we're like so this does not up. track and it's so fucked up because it's, it's not so what you did it's Elizabeth not what you did at all eventually had people killed yeah. and yeah. because of that yes is in prison yeah. 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 can't yes. come on your podcast yes. because she's a scammer no. but if she could call <laughs> in yeah. that, that would be scammer, amazing i would not be available <laughs> for this <laughs> yeah. you know like we've got our rikers for you for the whole office just like a party bus oh my god yes to rikers let's go yeah it's it's crazy that you were classified like that when all that shit was coming out because it's like it seems like you really you were coming from a place of like I want to do this for other people it didn't necessarily go perfectly you know what fucked that's, up a couple things about it but like you know what's about it, wrong yeah. about that though what? is that the event itself did go perfectly like oh. it was stressful planning it right I will of all people will be like 1200 mason jars is too many also <laughs> too many mason jars I will be the first <laughs> and I'm actually so mad about the press because I made the funniest funniest Instagram story about being like the day they arrived and just like a palette a a palette Mm -hmm. means that it can't fit through a normal door frame so I had to de-box all of them and I was just like I have made a terrible (laughs) mistake and and it was so I was laughing so hard and it was so funny to me it was so frustrating seeing reporters take my fucking joke I was like I laughed at the mason jars I made the mason jars funny I was like so pissed about that and so like leading up to the event yeah I'm the disorganized person I'm so lucky that I have such a large team to help me now but Back then, before I was this famous, it was just me, just in right. my little quiet corner mm. of the internet with just like bird song in the background <laughs> and like no <laughs> one paying attention. And I, my brand is just like being me and it was just me running the events and uh, you know like one or two people leading up to the event were like this seems disorganized can I have a refund and I was like it is disorganized <laughs> here yes. is your money go to sweet green girl yeah, enjoy yeah. Yeah. Like, you are not you are gonna right. if you're stressed at this point like I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm only getting more stressed <laughs> as this gets here <laughs> like you just you just have this this is yeah. it's not right for you <laughs> like, but, yeah, um, you're right you're right you're right you but, uh, money. yeah exactly <laughs> and so what's really fucked up is that the events went great like right. if you read like the any, one you refunded or the yeah, second the, one i refunded it because honestly because my self-esteem was just shattered by mm. going like i always look to the news for 
truth about the world and to see the best headlines written about me like things that were like Carolyn Calloway is not a scammer she's just a self-obsessed mess I was like oh my god I'm evil I've been evil this whole time (laughs) and I didn't even realize it I felt felt like shit so I refunded everyone because I was like well the news says I have nothing to offer as a teacher the news can't be wrong Mm, but (laughs) it's not journalistic malpractice in this day and age to cite a Twitter thread as a source no that's where people get their news yeah yeah, and it's so fucked up because this middle aged journalist in Scotland who just literally began her Twitter thread being like I don't follow this girl but because I hate her I check in on her on her is there nothing better to do in Scotland like what I've been there it's like there's one street that's like cool like move to Ireland do you know what's actually really crazy is that all of my belongings from Cambridge, the cheapest place to store it was this place called Dundee in Scotland. It's mm. so cheap. And that's where this woman is from. No. And it's so crazy so she because stored the, your stuff. the one place that I like have to make a pilgrimage to return to is Dundee. Oh my God, please meet up with her. I no. know. I really want to. Dundee and Dundee. But um oh, I'm, I'm gonna give it some more time. But um but yeah, so the events went great. And if right. you if you read the articles, not the first articles that came out that cited the Twitter threads, but yeah. when I invited reporters to my event, because even though I very much understood that snarky New York media was not going to make a 180 on whether or not they thought I was a joke of a human being, but, right. but the number one thing I had going for me was that I was scamming exactly no one and that I had made a niche event for a niche community mm-hmm. who fucking loved it. And like, yeah, it didn't make sense to all of Twitter. But um, but the people for whom this uh, event was intended loved it. And like, you know, it all came together. And what's so frustrating to me now is like, when people are like, so your events didn't go well. And I'm like, well, actually, sir, they went very <laughs> they well. Went great. They went great. Oh. Read the quotes like in the articles. Yeah. Literally, it's like, I went to Fire Festival 2.0 and then you like talk to the guests and people are like, I had a lovely time and got yeah, my money's right. worth. Yeah. It's like you were stranded in the Bahamas. Yeah. You were fine. You, could go you back had to your a salad. Yeah. 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 And they just skewed every single well, detail. Right. Like not booking a venue for my April events was Callaway didn't book any venues. A joke that's, being I mean, like... That's what we were talking yeah. yeah. I know. It just spirals yeah. out of control. Yeah. And like the fact that I... Um, when I was cooking food because I cooked for the first events instead of catering a change that I could have quietly realized on my own should have been made instead of (laughs) having it be international news. But I was cooking in my kitchen and I was like, oh, guys, I really should have catered this. Like, I can't cook again. Or like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can't cook again. We're going to have to figure something out. Maybe BYO lunch. Who knows? That became Callaway forced attendees to bring their own lunch, even though I fed every single person who a beautiful lunch. Again, <laughs> the reporters were like, "This is delicious." Right. Oh my gosh. What's your seasoning? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, have Can we have course. seconds? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. and it's yeah. interesting too because like you have a fan base, and the people who love you and get you had a good time, but then it's the people that are were there kind of be like. Mm-hmm. I feel like even the Vice reporter who was like very skeptical, yeah. she was just like, "Yeah, you know, it wasn't like I don't know the next Woodstock or whatever," but she. <laughs> You know, it just seemed like it was what it promised. Yeah, to be. she was like, "What a beautiful safe space for sharing yeah, art." Yeah. But yeah. the girl is evil. <laughs> but, um, so evil, she just wants you to share your poems. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just think it's honestly those sad, quiet moments that we have with our screens and influencers when we're scrolling, 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 and just feeling some. We don't even have language for it of feeling sad 
and lonely and inadequate and jealous. And I just feel like are coupled with the cultural ease with which we hate women and just like the massage, the Mm -hmm. matrix of misogyny that organizes the whole world. On top of that, we turn to this sort of like shared hatred of influencers as sort of like a collective bloodletting for those feelings of of sadness and loneliness and jealousy that we don't really have language for or any any healthier ways of expressing them like it's just so accepted to shit on influencers we we take it like that when um you know i have some friends that are influencers they worked so hard to get where they are so hard i worked worked so hard yeah it's like they i mean you were you you kind of like started this thing that like nobody was doing at the time which we we all had agreed we were like she's fucking brilliant like the fact that she's about to write a memoir on instagram i was like yeah, Wish I would have thought the of that. most brilliant Wish I thing of that. I did was buy those twenty thousand followers and to get then yourself visibility. Buy, no, no, no. What I did was before Instagram had a messaging, mm. yep, mm-hmm. f- oh, yeah. tool before before there were FDA FDA laws regulating hashtag ads. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, you could buy a post and you could mm. get followers that way. And I bought once I got those twenty thousand followers, which I. I feel like ethically, when you buy followers today, you're buying such social capital that it's no longer the... Back then, it was you like buying Snapchat views. Yeah. People yeah. were like, what are you going to do with that? Like, right. yeah. Instagram followers, like, <laughs> okay, it was giving free tickets to a show. Like, yeah. how are you yeah. going to make a life with that? Yeah. But now it's like you are buying a lie when yeah. you buy them today. Mm-hmm. And um, But when I bought them then, people were like, Instagram, never heard of it. Like, maybe my niece has it. Like, yeah. And so... I bought ads at the cheapest fucking rates. I would buy <laughs> packs of 50 of them. Um, or I would buy packs of 10 for $50 mm-hmm. was what I usually offered big accounts, which comes down to $5 an ad That's for insane. accounts wow. that had hundreds of thousands of followers. And I grew my account from 20,000 to half a mil over about two two years and what was even smarter was that I understood that I didn't have the um, back end data that Instagram Mm -hmm. now gives paying advertisers but I knew that I wanted not just followers but readers so I targeted accounts um, I wanted I targeted accounts for books like Hunger Games Mm -hmm. The Fault in Our Stars was big Mm -hmm. then Divergent Harry Potter was huge my acne's going back yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wanted not just readers but readers who were predisposed to become obsessed with what they read I mean you were like targeting ads before people were really targeting ads yeah Yeah. and I think that's even smarter than anticipating the trend towards longer captions or even the trend towards using Instagram as the tool by which we all tell the stories of our lives because mm-hmm. it used to just be a gallery of curated images like yeah. look at this leaf I saw look at this cappuccino <laughs> <laughs> or it's just a picture of like bird like, shit on a yeah. window like <laughs> red leaf like heavy yeah. x pro filter yeah. like whiteboard oh, or eggs benedict whatever yeah, 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 it was exactly. truly the wild wild west back then yeah. like it, yeah, was it was not what it is now Do you guys have any juicy questions for me? I feel like I've just oh. been monologuing. Well, oh. we love that. We love a monologue. Yeah, we love a um, monologue. We did oh want to know. Gosh. You had one about. Wait, um, first of all, I need to know what happened with all the mason jars in oh, your yeah. apartment. Did oh, they all did go out, all 1,200? Oh, my God. You know, it's so funny. So, no, they didn't all go out because we ended up not doing the Europe part of the tour or the part or the month of April. Although we continued this. Another thing people get wrong. They're like, tour was canceled. It was for one day because <laughs> because everyone was calling me a scam and I felt like a scam. And I was like, 
I'm just going to go crawl in a hole well, for a yeah. day. Because kind that, of like that, like crawling through a hole, Is there, has there ever been a part where you're like, okay, screw this. I just want to deactivate my Instagram and go home or go somewhere, like start new, start fresh? Um, You know, there was a moment um, when I went viral as a scam back in January. And I haven't felt this way since then when I was just like, I'll never survive this. Like I, right. I wasn't even like, I'm going to start a new life. It was more, it was more depressively skewed version of that. It wasn't suicidal. It wasn't like I'm going to kill myself, but it was like, what is left for me of life after this? And I just, it was really hard finding the strength to like, mm-hmm. be like, you know what? Fuck everyone. I'm going to keep making stuff. Yeah. Cause we really, we, I think we were all in agreement that we were like, you know what? Like you, I think, we were so excited that you said yes you wanted to come but we're like she wants to talk like she wants to talk about oh, her yeah. side and I really like the way that you've kind of addressed everything and instead of like you said like kind of being like how am I going to get through this and like doing it you were like here's all my shit hey well. here's what the here's, fuck is up yeah. what the yeah. fuck is up mm-hmm. here's what Cards I'm going to say I'm going to go everywhere I'm going to tell everything and it's just like it, I don't know it's just really cool to see how because because even we all agreed too that in the cut article we didn't even think we were like I, she doesn't say, like we never thought you were a villain either. Well, I would say on the I first pass, I that shit crazy. On the in that first article. pass, we were I read just that article like, and I was like, "Ooh, this Caroline Calloway doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound like yeah, good news yeah. at all." <laughs> I'm like, "You're right, Natalie's mom. That girl is trouble." <laughs> Natalie's mom. <laughs> that's, that's the memoir I'm gonna read. Natalie's yeah, mom. Natalie's yeah, Natalie's I want to hear her take. Yeah. But I, I think on the second, the first pass, I was like, "Oh, this is like a toxic friend." The second time, I was kind of like. Oh, maybe this is both not a healthy friendship and they're both kind of doing things that are like not nice necessarily. Well, the thing is, it was all of my relationships were toxic when I was addicted. And I think it's really hard for people to make that um, incredibly granular nuance that this was a toxic friendship, but it was toxic because one of us was you know, a slave to um, the euphoria and high and escape of Adderall and that mm-hmm. I couldn't see Natalie for the human being that she was because I could not see any human yeah. being mm-hmm. for who yeah. they were. Yep. And I think people were just, our culture loves, 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 loves stories that pits women against each other. And as we all know now, everyone wants to talk about toxic friendships. But <laughs> it's it's just tough because all of my friendships were toxic during that time. Yeah. And, and in the same way that I left out all of the pain that I was going through, mm-hmm. my addiction, my depression, um, my family troubles at home, uh, when I sold my memoir the first time around and built my brand on Instagram, Natalie did the same thing by leaving out all of the beauty in her story and I I mean not just the ways in which Natalie is you know also just a charming incredibly accomplished popular girl like she's voted captain of the NYU soccer team like people love her yeah. like she um because it's not the narrative that I feel yeah, like exactly. I got to, no, exactly. I just imagine like, at a pencil no. shop which I didn't know yeah. existed being I know like, right. Caroline won't answer my tags okay <laughs> like yeah. literally I'm so sorry to have to say this Danny but fuck you the pencil shop line I really defend because yeah. artistically <laughs> artistically it was the right choice it's a yeah. better yeah. sentence it was, it. It. It, was, it, was be- uh, it was like because you get like a good sentence I can't believe people got so into it though that they're like Fact yeah. checking pencil shops. Yeah, like, I mean, or the well, I watched too Manetta. much Bravo to like actually Google a pencil yeah. shop, but I, I like, was laughing at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yes, um, you have come out and really defended that line. Yeah, but like you know, before 
before this freelance piece mm-hmm. for the cut, for which she was paid five thousand dollars, um, her I know. Have you? And he's like, all right, which friend am I going to sell <laughs> out? I'm going to burn every bridge. Yeah, because yeah, so. then I can buy an island. But yeah, listen, we've also You'll seen the long like, oh Wait, yeah, wait till you hear about the the screen adaptations. But um, can't wait. But but yeah, when she, I don't remember what I was saying at all. What oh, were you talking oh, about? about how? Oh, when she sold that to the mm-hmm. cut, the first, the only thing that she'd ever like published in a major publication was for O Magazine. She was the book critic. She got that because her aunt's the editor in chief. Like she's from a really well-off family in yeah. New Haven. Like yeah. I've been to her house, and like it's really, um, it's frustrating that I was not given more credit for being so entrepreneurial about wanting to be a writer. Because I wanted to be a writer, no one in my family was giving me writing jobs. Right, right. Well, that's what, and Danny had a question about. Uh, yeah, there's no no nepotism in my family. Yeah. Um, Danny had a question about. I remember because uh, obviously writing is where this all started, but now mm-hmm. you've kind of co- gone into like this visual arts type of thing. What is? I'm doing both now. You're I doing just, both now. And um. And there is a movie adaptation. What did you all I can say is that I just got back from LA yesterday okay. and that and I'll you know be, what that means <laughs> yeah um, Hollywood people yes. oh my gosh <laughs> she's the next I the silver screen um, I did meet famous people I will Ooh. say that and yes girl it was crazy like people who have like I was like, what was the Met Ball like? And they were like, yes. which time? Like, <gasps> which year? Uh, and then like, I was like, let me sign an NDA. We can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel that? Because I feel like for a while you weren't, um, you were kind of vocal, but only on your Instagram. But yeah. after the cut article came out, was this sort of when you're like, oh, I got to get, did, did that inspire you to start going on podcasts and start doing things like, oh, I have to tell my side and also show more people who I am like, yeah. as a person? No. Because... Have a good night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and scene. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to say yeah. fuck you, Danny, again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, that article came out and then one day passed and then I woke up the next morning and found out that my dad had died. It, it did not really mm-hmm. occur to me that I needed to, you know, deal with this internet drama. I was more just thinking like, okay, um, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. Something that really bothers me about myself is I'm so driven and so ambitious. And I made just, mm, this is hard to talk about because we've all seen the butterfly effect. If Mm -hmm. things didn't happen exactly as they did, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here. So I'm all very grateful for that. But it was such a huge fucking mistake to sell a book that I didn't want to write. Like that's... That's a huge. I mean, luckily for it my is an publishers, but also, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also, yeah. everyone my publishers, would have done that. Do my you know book mean? is now more valuable than ever, but I yeah. still feel so much um, guilt for having done that. And I really um, have really pushed myself this year, like when I went viral as a scam, to keep doing the events and yeah. not cancel, and you know, get, go to Texas and DC and like just keep the schedule. And I just, I, I kept all of the interviews that my management team had already mm-hmm. scheduled yeah. um, during that first 24 hours, That's which was a lot. Um, a lot. And I just kept showing up, but I didn't really talk about it that much because they would be like, so how do you feel about everything? And I'd be like, honestly, my dad just died. So like, yeah. I'm a little... You're like, this doesn't matter to me right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I really... Um, You're like, what the fuck is the cut? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, right I'm now. like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, what, mortality? Ever heard of it? Like, (laughs) and they were like, but the drama, but Twitter. And I'd be like, well, 
but it, it was puts things in, into perspective. It really yeah. did. Right after, was there but, any part of it? And I'm sorry if this is a little too. Was there any part of it that you were nervous that you might spiral back into like dealing with Adderall and, and that kind of stuff? Or were, are you kind of like so firmly done with that part? But or were you scared that it might kind of creep back in? Um, you know, the times when I thought that it would creep back in were during the two years when I was not waking up at 5 a.m. and hitting Pilates and the sauna and then coming to record my podcast and doing an art <laughs> yeah. and working with my personal assistant yeah. and like seeing my friends for dinner. I, I think a lot of people don't know this, but one of the reasons that I was so vulnerable to going viral as a scam, in addition to just being a young girl who we think has nothing to offer intellectually mm-hmm. and also being an influencer who we think is a category of people who have nothing to offer intellectually. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I was only working in stories at the time because I had just mm-hmm. come off really like a two-year posting hiatus where I posted over, since April, I've made 900, no, 700 posts. Whoa. And during the two <laughs> years that I was gone, I made 15. And wow. and so this is just to say that it, it, I refer to that time as when I took off from Instagram, but I did make 15 posts. Um, I'm saying this, God, because the Twitter trolls really get in my head oh my about God. being like, I don't want to be like attacked for being like not acknowledging those 15 posts, but that's just oh the my truth. God, God forbid. But um, <laughs> but so I took two years off, and I sort of returned to Instagram by like dipping a toe in the water and only working in stories because I just felt so creatively anxious and clawed, like clogged, and I just. I just had so much stress about posting. And so it was easier to post in stories because it would self-delete. But it made me so incredibly susceptible to these Twitter threads that would take my Instagram stories out of context and especially like pair them with what I first said the event would be and what the event was. And even though for the six weeks between those two events, I was explaining things. This This is what's going on. This is what's going on. This is the new event. This is what it will be. I mean... It's not like she photoshopped those screenshots. Both of those are from my Instagram story. And and when people arrived at my page, like by the hundreds of thousands, by the millions during those month, that month that the media storm just went on, there was nothing waiting there mm-hmm. um, that would help me. Oh, mm-hmm. My page was just like a spooky graveyard of like outdated <laughs> Instagram posts from like 2016. They're like, the this horror. girl doesn't know what white <laughs> privilege is. And I was like, yeah, because I didn't know in 2016. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, like all of us. Right. <laughs> I feel like, and honestly, I'm kind of getting this like more and more talking to you, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the media is kind of characterizing you as like kind of just like a ditzy influencer, like go with the flow. But actually, you're super self-aware and this is like all very calculated. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. Why do you think that is? Or do you even like agree? Oh, my God. I totally agree that the I mean, like I'm. And I know you like insist this in your (sighs) captions all the time. You're like, this is actually a planned out thing. This is like an alpha move, whatever. But it's like it's not sticking with people. I feel like I disagree. Okay, cool. I think it's I mean, (laughs) I don't think I've one over everyone mm-hmm. but I don't think I ever will and I don't think that should be the point right. I think for whoever's it's open to sticking with them sticking obviously you were pretty in the camp of me being a little dumb so the writing yep, wasn't getting to you but <laughs> I changed my opinion with new information <laughs> well, yeah um yeah I think people just like people just want to shit on influencers and they want to shit on 
on young girls. And like, I just, I mean, I literally have a degree from Cambridge. Like, I don't know what else I have to do to, I don't think it should be my job to prove to people that I'm smart. I, I think this question is like, sort of flawed because it's like why why isn't it working that you're not able to prove to people that you're smart and I just feel like that shouldn't really fucking be my job society should change I feel like you kind of and I know you've interacted with her a little bit on Twitter but Kat Marnell because I read her book we DM (gasps) we DM and she's coming over this is a blow for dinner like I'm so excited (laughs) yeah oh my god literally like it's like my New York like fever dream of like it was like someday when I'm an it girl in New York and like everyone knows who I am, I'll be like at the club, like DMing Kat being like, oh. I'm on shrooms. <laughs> what are you doing in London? <laughs> I feel like she gets such a perception, but I read her book, uh, her memoir, and it is genius. Like she's such oh, a she's talented a writer yeah. and yeah. knows how to weave a story. I was like, it's a book that I'll just pick up and start rereading, reading again. And it took everyone by storm. I need to borrow it. And, yes. And it's uh, some people that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And You're the only one that, whose yeah. name I remember. Thank you so much. At Caroline Calloway, in yeah. case you don't read the news. <laughs> she just goes, I was like, news. that bitch that sings. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm Bibi Rexa. Uh, no. Um, but no, I feel like it's a thing where she kind of gets an interesting perception. But I'm like, She's a genius and she's doing what she's doing. So she can just keep on doing what she's doing. And that's all that she needs to do. And you know, what works again and again is making shit that people want. Mm -hmm. And like people have really, oh my God, if you go back and read, Emily Gould did an interview with Kat when her first, when her book first came out for New York Magazine, actually. Might have been the cut. And literally like the first line (laughs) in her the first paragraph in the piece is like, I am shocked, truly shocked at how smart she is. Like mm-hmm. she says genius things off the cuff and I realize how fucked up it is that I'm so surprised. And that was almost an edgy thing for her to like publish in yeah, 2015. Admit, yeah. To be like, I actually like Marnell. People were like, ooh. Because she was a punching bag. Because she was a yeah. punching bag. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I know I'm smart and I know I can make shit that people want and like I will outlast this. You are. Yeah. You, are. Wow, you have that. that. Like the Phoenix. <laughs> um, wait, did you already tell us when you were talking about when the um, when you're going to release the original transcripts and when maybe, so is there going to be the original transcripts? Tran- no, what am I, that's not the word. Book proposal. I, I was yeah. like, I'm like, I don't give a fuck like, what class you took, yeah, I'm sorry. Wouldn't Twitter <laughs> love yeah. to wait, see wait, my grades? I don't need to see your takes on Chaucer. No offense. Yeah, transcripts are grades. Yeah, they're grades. Okay, sorry about that. I thought you meant like a phone call. I need to see your transcripts, honestly. You agree I don't English. need Listen. a higher education or any education. No, 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 no. I am a C student and I have never claimed to be anything yeah. more. Um, not transcripts, just a transcript. What a fucking idiot. No, it's okay. Manuscript. No, the other okay. day in a meeting, I was like, what's the word for like a group of three books? A trio? They're like tr- trilogy. Tr- it's literally trilogy. Sometimes oh, my like, first thought was trio as well when yeah, you said yeah. that. So we're good. My sometimes the words escape. Okay, the man, yeah. the original one that you the announced, proposal. the book proposal that you announced. That you said you're going to release that, but you also have your own coming out, right? Well, yeah. So I'm okay. working. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, okay, so a lot of a lot has happened. Okay. Before Natalie's cut article came out, mm-hmm. my big master game plan was finish this book because it's emotionally really important to me that I get this done and close this chapter, mm-hmm. and that I 
write a book that I'm proud of, you mm-hmm. know, spending the rest of my life signing copies of and one that doesn't make me feel like I'm living a lie. So basically everything I sold to publishers plus all the things I left out. Mm-hmm. And I've not only hadn't published our article, I would be working on that now. I'd aim to finish it in January and then that would be published in June and then I'd sell the movie rights to that. When Natalie's article, literally when she told me that this article was going to be published, I've always had a better capability of of really just understanding the internet and almost like conjuring celebrity out of thin air. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it understanding the internet. It's almost like, like that should be your class. Understanding <laughs> yeah. things. I would see, I would go to like Honestly, so many seminars on that. Yeah. No one could afford I mean, what do you guys do for a living? You work in this office. I'm full time Caroline Calloway. Like yeah. that's true. I created the demand for this job mm. and then hired myself full time to m- meet that market. <laughs> I love that. But um, <laughs> but it. so That's the great. plan now is that since Natalie is moving with her screen right screen deal, um, which I just like have to be really careful not to like say. At, yeah, Isabel's like making big. Yeah, eye she contact. just woke up from a nap. <laughs> sleeping in the corner. I cannot and then say was like, any. <laughs> I can't say any brand names or number of mouths or people. But okay. the screen deal, um, since she's doing that, it was. I just knew instinctively that it was really important for me. It will be fucked up if for someone to get paid more for knowing me than I get paid mm. for being yeah. me. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So I needed to move fast with um, using the momentum that she had created for me and mm-hmm. then quickly, quickly, quickly erecting a large piece of skin like large scaffolding on top of that mm-hmm. to propel myself. So it was like a fuel to the fire. Yeah. yeah. To add fuel to these fires, now is the time to strike. Go to LA, line up all these meetings. In fact, they went so well. I'm going back next week <sighs> for meetings. And then, wow. and then there'll be an auction for my life rights. But in the meantime, I'm going to work on publishing a long piece of prose, which you guys are actually the first people that I'm telling about Ooh. this. Woo. Um, and it will be like my I've responded on my Instagram, but it will be a collection of my responses on Instagram with the book proposal, with all the things that I think people need to know. And so when I sell my either are you I'll, selling it to the cod for five thousand dollars? Uh, I was like, you it will be ten. Actually really doesn't matter how much I sell this for or where, because the purpose of writing this will I have my own news platform with my Instagram mm-hmm. and now that I've reached this level of name recognition, it's almost like sort of like in a video game, like achievement unlocked. Like I now have the power to make news with what your, I post. Your media company. Yes. As Betches is a perfect example of that. <laughs> there is. Um, like I, if I post something newsworthy, it people write it up in mm-hmm. an article. And so I, it doesn't really matter where this long form narrative goes mm-hmm. because I have enough traffic that I can drive to it. And like most of my followers... Besides the twenty thousand that are fake, but um, uh, are, or the ones who are just like dropped off during. I feel the two like they're years. probably just gone in all the Instagram purges. Yeah, I feel purges. like those are, yeah. Yeah, I I think so too. The other day I lost like seventy thousand followers. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I was like, I think it's because when I got verified at Instagram HQ, um, not this past spring, but the spring before. So it was like while I wasn't using Instagram, and they were like, "Hey, are you gonna use?" our app again uh, <laughs> like we'd love to verify you but hey like girl. do you plan on like I don't know like making another post oh, wow. and they're like you really have to because the thing is like 
Instagram like users old accounts are like losing engagement um, yeah. and you need to like keep up sense. with it. Yeah. But um but but so now the plan is that I'll write this piece of prose, I'll drive traffic to it, and then when I sell my screen ad- adaptation, uh, producers will have the choice of either buying my life rights or if this piece of prose that I make oh. is really good, they can buy that. Because the thing is, no one really thinks this piece of intellectual property IP, as they call Ooh. it, in Hollywood. <laughs> okay, yeah. Wolf of Wall Street over here. Yeah, I know. Oh my God, I've learned so many LA terms. But like, <laughs> you're it, like Rodeo. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Acai. Yeah. Moon juice. Yeah. Moon juice. Yeah. Shit's like 20 fucking bucks. Delicious. Wait, is yeah. that real? Oh, yeah. moon, oh, moon juice is 20. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's so yeah, cool. the whole thing. Wow. But yeah. yeah, I'm very aware that like no producers are excited to buy a piece of intellectual property that doesn't ex- mm. exist yet. But I've spent my whole career proving adults wrong with my creativity mm-hmm. and ability to make shit that people want. So I think this article Ooh. is going to be really good. And I think it's what they'll bid on. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> She's done. <laughs> Follow her at Carolyn Calloway. Follow us at NATC Pod, at Danny Cashmere, yeah. okay, at yeah, we'll Sarah F. Oh, Carter, yeah. I already took on my headphones. Hey, hey, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm <laughs> just doing the Casey's outro. Casey's doing it. Yeah, because I feel, yeah. But anyway, hi, thanks guys. Bye. Yep. <laughs> no sign up. Betches.